Are you ready to go from a struggling solopreneur who's winging it to a savvy CEO with a solid business structure and focused strategic action to grow to consistent 5K months? Then you want to check out the Strategic CEO Group Program. With this program, you'll start thinking like a CEO and creating big picture goals with the action plans to make them a reality. You'll start generating consistent 5K months, create brand messaging that showcases everything you offer and have systems, workflows and automation that allow your business to run smoothly so you're less stressed with more time. You'll be able to do it all without struggling to manage all the things, feeling unorganized with processes that are all over the place and hating content creation and marketing. Check out the Strategic CEO Group Program at buy-sasha.com slash the strategic CEO. One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coat in here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business, minus the bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today we are going to be having a conversation about fear and how we can, the fear that we have sometimes when we are running our businesses, how it shows up and it can kind of impact what we do in our business, whether or not we're going to be successful, it can kind of stop our growth. And so I kind of wanted to have a conversation around that mindset and about that limiting belief that we sometimes have. And so today to have this conversation with me is Linda Perry, who is a success strategist who combines mindset tools with strategic implementation to help small business owners crack the code to greater success. Um, After she's worked with hundreds of business owners, she 
has lots of gems. She shares the keys to uncovering freedom, making more money and buying back your time. Um, It begins with a mindset first approach, which I'm interested to talk about. And she shows her clients how to ditch their head, their head trash to get around. So Linda, welcome so much. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I am too. We talked a little bit right before we started uh, recording about my beliefs on mindset and how um, I'm not much into uh, only this idea that mindset is kind of all that you need. I think a lot of people throw out the kind of term mindset and think that that's like a cure-all. Like once you get your mind right, you can just do everything. And I don't 100% believe that. So I guess I'll kind of start with maybe that's a limiting belief of mine. So what do you think are some limiting beliefs that you think people have when it comes to their businesses that could be stopping their growth? Oh, we have so many of them. I think, you know, anything from a fear of failure, right? Fear of failure is one of the biggest ones to thinking that there is one thing that's going to get us to the next level. Like, I I don't ascribe, as you said, to this idea that it's only mindset. The truth is, is that if you sat there and thought really positive things, (laughs) it's not going to happen without action. So we have to start to uncover these limiting beliefs from I'm stupid. I'm not capable. I'm not enough is a huge one for particularly creatives and a lot of business owners that I work with. And it is this piece that we have to work through so that the strategies we implement can actually work so that we don't halt progress, so that we show up and are visible. I think a lot of our limiting beliefs start with visibility. And if you can't be seen, you can't be found. And that can be really hard for any business owner. I see that a lot with a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm in. And some of the women that I talk to, it is scary for them to show up. And and it is a lot of it is based on this fear of failure, uh, or feel that a, f- a fear that they are not enough, and I, I've talked a little bit kind of about imposter syndrome before, and I like how you said we kind of have to make peace with that. So, what are some suggestions you have for kind of dealing with imposter syndrome? I, we've all been there. I think we, um, no one has ever done anything without feeling like maybe I'm not supposed to be in the same room with these people. I don't know enough. Is this the right path for me? So, how do we? How do we reconcile that within ourselves and and understand that that voice is there, but not let it kind of control the things that we do? Let me start out with fear first, because it's a little bit easier. Imposter complex is, and I call it complex because technically there is no syndrome around it, but (laughs) I call it complex because it's usually when we're up leveling or we're into some new area or we're taking on a much bigger client or we've increased our pricing. Like that's kind of where I start to see imposter complex. Fear is one of those things that I think we face from the beginning to, you know, a lot of even six figure business owners trying to leap to seven figures. There's this fear that keeps carrying around with yourself, but like it shifts. So here's what I say about fear. First of all, fear is this great thing that we actually need to become friends with. We think that fear is bad. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, can you please get rid of my fear? And I said, no, (laughs) I can't. It's going to be there because we're hardwired for it. We haven't changed a ton since caveman times. Yeah. We're we're really looking for the saber-toothed tiger. Only the saber-toothed tiger is everybody on social media, the trolls, the people who, you know, we think are going to judge us, the people we compare ourselves to. 
So one of the things we just have to recognize is that I always like to think of fear as this really misguided pal that we've got hanging out. Like it's this friend that's like looking out for our best interests. Like don't go out there because you're going to fall flat on your face. Don't go out there because people will judge you. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is fear can't tell you anything about what's going to happen. What fear does is it digs through the past and it's going to see Okay, there was this example and this example and this example. Remember those things? We're not experiencing that again. And all of that lives in your subconscious brain. So even if you consciously say, hey, I'm going to be visible this year, like we're recording this right on the cusp of 2023, 2023 is my year to be visible. <laughs> First thing fear is going to be is like, nah, hang out back there. That ain't happening. And the reason is, is, is that you're hardwired, your subconscious, not your conscious brain, which is actually only in charge of 10% of your choices. Mm. Your subconscious brain, which is in charge of the rest, is saying, nah, we were hurt before. We're not going to do that. And the problem with fear is, is that it sounds convincing. It sounds like it knows exactly what's going to happen. So what I always say is, is start to really look at fear and go, you don't have a crystal ball to your future. The crystal ball is actually the choices you make today. So if you make a choice to be visible, and let's say it goes badly, it's up to you to learn the lessons. It's up to you to tell the little kid inside, I got this. I really like that. I I because I think that's a definitely a different way of thinking about it. People do think that fear is something that you know, can hold them back. It's, it's something to get rid of, like you mentioned, but I know, I mean, outside of business, there are lots of things that people do that they are scared to do. And then afterwards when they've done it and they're like, Oh, I'm so happy I did it. Like I didn't need to be that worried about it. Like it, it turned out so well. I didn't die. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't die. Like, I mean, you think back to when we were kids and this is the most basic example I can think of. Um, I used to, I love going to amusement parks. Um, and I was always really scared to ride roller coasters. I liked the idea of riding roller coasters and I wanted to be a big kid who was able to ride said roller coasters. Um, but going to the top really freaked me out. And even more so on top of that, kind of sitting in the front seat and like seeing at the top and then having to go down. And I really had to work myself up. Like I had to get the courage, like, no, you can do this the entire time. I remember the first time I did it the entire time. I'm like, breathing and trying to like calm myself down. But then afterwards I had a lot of fun. I really found out that I enjoy roller coasters. And so I think like fear is kind of like that. Like when we, if we talk ourselves out of things, we can make things a lot scarier than they are. We're going to create scenarios in our head that might not necessarily be accurate. That might never happen unless we actually do it. And then we can kind of put that as in a little example for the next time that fear starts showing up that, Hey, like, remember this good thing happened the last time we tried something new. There's a couple of things you said though, that are really like, it's the roller coaster is a great symbol about this because I think fear is one of those things that it isn't looking for the successes we have. Like we've had plenty of successes. We've mastered hard things. We've survived every single one of our past challenges. We're here today. And the thing is, fear is always looking for, no, no, this is going to go bad. However, the way we approach fear also makes us a a little more reticent to, to face something harder. Here's what I mean by that. We think it has to be this huge thing. 
that we have to go and white knuckle our way through. I'm really big about not white knuckling. I'm really big about turning toward fear instead of being like, just do it. I don't believe in the Nike, just do it thing. <laughs> I believe like you've got to actually create a hierarchy. And this is why I like your roller coaster because it's almost as if it's going up and there is almost this hierarchy of fears that we can address. Look, if visibility in front of a room and on stage is your biggest thing, we're not doing that. But visibility, no, like a social media post, cool. Like, you're, you know, this is a great place to test out. The other way I sort of look at this too is, is I want people to think about adding experimentation to it. I'm sure as you were going out and riding roller coasters, you were trying different things out, what can actually work? But we need to play a little bit more. And fear tells us that we need to like get married to every single business idea that we put out there, every marketing strategy. No, no, this one's going to have to be the, the one I go with. But if we actually adopt this attitude of experimentation and learning, fear then has an opportunity to go, okay, I learned that. I categorized this. I did this well. This is what I can do next time. So that we're not always coming up against this absolute. And yeah. the other piece of that is, is what's cool is it teaches you to separate the fact from fiction. And yes. so with fear, I mean, we got stories. We all have stories. <laughs> I don't care how old you are, you got stories. You know, I've worked from 20-year-olds to 60-year-olds, and 20-year-olds have some pretty good stories too. <laughs> and like, if you can start to go, just because it happened yesterday doesn't mean it's going to happen today, you have a whole world that starts to open up to you. And fear doesn't have to be the leader of your business. I really, I like that. I think, I like that you said it doesn't have to be the leader of our business because it is so that I just, it's so unfortunate. I just see so many women that that's what holds them back, that they are, they are scared that they're not going to do something right, that they're going to fail. Things aren't going to work out for them. They've tried so many other things and nothing seems to work for them. And it can really be discouraging to kind of try to operate a business when you are worried about so many things and you're letting kind of that, that kind of stuff stand in your way. So I wanted to kind of circle back to this imposter complex, as you call it. Um, I do think, like you said, it, it, it shows up a lot when we feel like we are spaces where we're trying to be in spaces we're not meant to or we don't think we're meant to be in. Um, when you're leveling up, when you're charging pricing, I see it a lot with a lot of my clients who are just starting in business, especially surrounding their pricing. Like, how could I ever charge thousands of dollars for something um, when I don't know if I'm really worth that much or, you know, that doesn't seem like I should? How do I know that I'm giving enough or I have enough experience for that? So how do we kind of change our thought process around that and, and, and kind of work through that, even though we feel like we might not, we're not supposed to be somewhere that that's not necessarily true. Yeah. I think there's a couple of aspects of imposter complex. I mean, and I see it tons around pricing, right? I'm not an expert yet. I can't do that yet. Or, you know, they'll get on a call and they'll discount last second, right? Or we worry about other people. Can they afford us? Am I really worth all of that? bunch of head trash around that. And I, I think imposter complex- I love that term, by the way, head trash. <laughs> that's all it is, right? It's like, <laughs> let's throw it out. Like, let's clean it out. Um, but I think here's the imposter complex thing. It Like fear, I think it is something that we're never going to get rid of. 
This term has been around since 1978, discovered by two women, and it was actually applicable to a study of women. And it turned out they were these really accomplished women who had all of these degrees, all of these accomplishments, articles, and they still thought that they were a fraud. They still couldn't own that they were this amazing thing. And the studies show that it's anywhere between 70% and 80%, 80 something percent. I think it's like close to a hundred percent when I've dealt with people. There are very few people I know who don't face this. So the recognition I often say is, is look, this is just a simple tip. All you have to do is be two steps ahead of the person you're serving. You do not need to be Amy Porterfield in the world of like marketing and whatever it is. You don't need to know absolutely everything. You can look up the ladder and say, that's where I want to ultimately have my business. However, your only requirement is to be two to three steps ahead. I promise the person who is receiving your services is going to be really, really happy. And I think one of the things that we have to recognize, and I I go, anybody who has kids, might like this, but life begins outside of the reef. If you have watched Finding Nemo, um, it's really like, do we want to be Marlin or do we want to be Nemo? And the truth is, is that we think there are sharks that are going to eat us. But when it comes to imposter complex, I really do encourage this concept around separating fact from fiction. Yes, you may not be where you want yet, And if you are still, if you have a process, if you have something of value that you're giving, there is not anything you need to prove. This is your head trash leading the way. Again, recognizing that it is something that is signifying that we're up-leveling. That means we're growing. That means we're expanding. These are cool things. If we can actually take that attitude, um, one of the things that imposter complex can help us with is saying, okay, I'm going to expand. And again, create a hierarchy of expansion. Do not go for like the biggest rung first. This is going to send you back down and really start to think of it. What is it that I want to achieve? We don't set these goals with the absolute clarity that we need. And those are the kinds of things that are going to give us the confidence. And I suppose that's this last piece that I did want to say is it's be, do, have. It is not do, have be. And we live our lives that Mm. way. You cannot do the thing to have the thing so you can become confident enough to show your face. You actually have to embody confidence. Think about it. Think of a time that you were confident. Feel it. Show up that way every single day. And it's a little of a fake until you make a thing, but do the things that confident people do. They show up even if they don't feel like they're quite ready. I think that is, I love that. You said be, do, have, right? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I had the order right. I, I, I really like that because I do think that people, I've seen it a lot too, where if you, oh, if I just get to this next level, if I'm able to do this, then it'll, you know, it'll boost my confidence. I'll feel better. You know, I, this, then this is where I'm supposed to be, that type of stuff. But really we need to put on a good face essentially. And, and, and I don't really subscribe, like you said, all the way to fake it till you make it. I, I do think that there's a limit to that. Um, you don't need to to fake your way into rooms that are five levels ahead of you when, you, like you said, it should just be two. But to think that, you know, to just speak confidence into yourself and that in and of itself, I think, does do a lot to help kind of combat imposter complex or imposter syndrome, whatever you call it. Um, because when we 
do speak to ourselves in a way kind of where we're uplifting ourselves, where we are just giving ourselves that confidence, it it gives us the ability to kind of show up differently in places. And I think that has a big thing. Um, I also do appreciate too, that you mentioned kind of that like stair stepping, because I do think that when we try to up level or when we're trying to do something different, we often think of, I need to be five steps ahead. Like this is where I need to be. That, that makes the most sense. And that's what creates that fear and that imposter complex that we might not be ready for all that because it seems like such a big jump from where we are currently that it, it, it's hard to kind of wrap our thinking around how do we even get there. Whereas if you phrase it in a way or think about it, like how you mentioned just two or three steps ahead, like that's not that big, that that's not that hard to, to think about what you have to know or kind of showcase your expertise or your pricing or things like that. If you're just thinking two or three steps versus that big step. Um, So for anyone who's listening, especially when we talk about pricing, if you want to increase your pricing and you're like, let's go, like, I want to make like, you know, I want to charge $1,200 or something. And right now you're charging $200. That doesn't mean you have to go right to $1,200, right? Like, that's like, let's go to like $500 first and yeah. then get comfortable, see how that feels and then like make the incremental jump. So I, I like that you kind of put it that way. Yeah. And I think that's really an important thing to remember. I sort of like to tell the story of what I didn't say in my bio is I was a trial attorney for 17 years and I used to have to take beta blockers when I first started. That's not good for a trial lawyer. I was so scared <laughs> to speak, but it really started to be really, I had to put confident speaker first so that I could actually show up and had to take myself out of the equation. Too much of our business has our head trash leading the way, leading the equation and what happened was, is ultimately, you know, I traveled around the country and got yelled at by every judge and you could yell at me all you want. And I was fine. <laughs> and now I get paid to speak. And I want people to recognize that didn't happen overnight, but it set little goals, but it all began with this belief. And it began with this idea of who do I need to be? So as you're sitting there, like if, with pricing, think about it. Who do I need to be? You know, whether it's confident, whether it's worthy whether it's valued, whatever it is, because inevitably when you do not price yourself outright or whenever you don't show up in your business or you're overgiving, you are going to resent it. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's I, you who did it. Yes. I, th- I mean, and that's, I think that's, that's the key to when it comes to anything like that is you will start to, if you let that fear about succeeding or doing something different than what you are doing now, if you let that kind of control your actions, I think you do end up resenting the choices that you didn't take or, you know, the things that you didn't do, the the opportunities that you missed out on and things like that, because you're, you're operating from a place of fear versus trying to operate from a place of, okay, yes, this may scare me a little bit, but I'm going to try it anyway. And whatever happens, happens. Like I might bomb it. And like you said at the beginning, maybe I'll learn something from it um, and I'll be able to kind of apply that next time. Or I might knock it out the park. And then it's a good thing that I said yes to that. So I I really think that, yeah, we just need to come from, try to, I like what you, what, that you call it head trash. Just <laughs> throw all of that away. 
A really great tool that I think people can think about because you just reminded me as you were talking, we go through the what ifs. Why don't we switch it to what happens when? What happens mm. when I knock it out of the park? What happens when I actually attract the people I want to work with? What a different mindset to come from than the what if I bomb? What if I fail? What if I am not enough? What if, what if, what if, what if? such a different mindset. It is. And it just, it, that, that one little shift in phrasing can really change the way that you think about approaching things because you're operating from a thought process of I'm, I'm going to succeed in some sort of way. And you know, that there's going to be a beneficial outcome to this versus what if something bad happens? It's like, okay, I'm already, um, I'm already claiming that something good is going to happen, you know? So what, what happens, you know, when, when that happens, what am I going to do type of thing? So I, I really like that shift in, in kind of the way that we think. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show because I think it's just been such a, it's a really good conversation. I told you at the beginning, I'm really not into mindset, but I, I really liked the way that you talk about it and you kind of break it down in a way that, um, really kind of gets to the sometimes our inner workings of how we think about things and how we approach things in life and in business. And so I, I appreciate how you approach how you approach fear in business and, and not not the the um uh what I think is too much of the oversimpl- oversimplification of how people approach mindset nowadays. So I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And I really, I, that's why I said at the beginning, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have fun <laughs> when you said it. I'm not really into mindset, but the truth is, is that this is really practical stuff. And yeah. so we want your <laughs> strategies to work. We want everything Sasha teaches to like work. And so it happens when you marry the two together. Yes. And so I appreciate you being on the show, Linda. Um, Linda works with her clients. She does private coaching. She has group courses and workshops. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to her 10 day confidence reboot. Um, so you guys can, it's a self connection through guided prompts and lessons to help you unlock that greater confidence, kind of what she was talking about. Um, so I'm going to drop that in the show notes, but Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to uplevel your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Audio Podcast Network.